Hello, and thank you for joining us in the next episode of For Greater Knowledge, the official podcast of Tau Beta Sigma, the Honorary Band Service Sorority. My name is Leslie Garten, and I am the National Vice President for Communication and Recognition. In this episode, I'll be reading the full obituary of Sister Janet West Miller, review the upcoming deadlines for the initiate dues remaining stripes for the 2019-2020 Focus on Five campaign in chapter summary report. You'll also hear from active members Wendy, Lauren, and Micah. Let's get started. The following is the obituary of Janet West Miller, also found on our website under the announcements section on the homepage. Sixth National President of Tau Beta Sigma, Honorary Member of the Board of Trustees for Life, Janet West Miller uh, was born on October 14, 1928, and she passed away on April 28, 2020. Born in San Antonio to J.A. and Zula Bell West. Janet attended Baylor University in Waco, Texas, where she received bachelor's and master's degrees in music education. She was a member of Baylor's Golden Wave Band and was the only female in the percussion section during her time there. She was considered a highly accomplished rudimentary snare drummer and was Baylor's first percussion graduate assistant. Janet was a lifelong fan of her Baylor Bears, attending homecoming nearly every year and avidly following accomplishments of students and alumni on and off the field. She was on the steering committee that envisioned a Golden Wave alumni band and served as an officer for a few years after the organization was created. Janet was first hired as an assistant band director of her high school alma mater, Harlandale in San Antonio, becoming the first full-time female director of a large band program in Texas. Janet was among the first female members of the Texas Band Masters Association. She started two school band programs in the 1950s and taught band for 13 years. Then after marrying and starting a family, she returned to music education as an elementary music teacher in Harlandale. She retired in 1992 after teaching for 32 years and began volunteering at the Texas Music Educators Association annual conference and convention. Janet enjoyed spending time with fellow retirees at the meetings of the Harlandale South Bexar County Educational Retirees Association. Janet was a charter member of the IOTA chapter of Tau Beta Sigma, serving as editor for the Colony's Charter Petition in 1947 and 1948. The sorority became her life's work and love as she went on to serve as national president and trustee. Janet was an honorary member of the Beta Sigma and national chapters of Kappa Kappa Psi. She was proud to be a member of the fraternity, especially as she credited her career to several fraternity leaders of the 1950s and 1960s, who took an interest in her professional development and helped open doors otherwise closed to women at the time. Janet served on the TBS National Council from 1953 to 1957. She was elected national president in 1955 at the convention held at The Ohio State University. Janet's term as national president coincided with Donald L. Moore's term as grand president of the fraternity. Mr. Moore was Janet's college band director, mentor, friend, and partner in many endeavors and adventures. Ten new chapters joined the sorority during her administration, which naturally featured a closer cooperation with the fraternity in joint ventures. This cooperation was emphasized by the inauguration of fraternity-sorority joint panel presentations during the seventh biannual convention held at the University of Utah, over which she presided. 
Lieutenant Colonel William F. Sentelman, conductor of the United States Marine Band, served as guest conductor of the National Intercollegiate Band, and the noted composer-arranger Robert Russell Bennett was commissioned to write symphonic songs for band, which soon became a standard piece in band literature. Her cherished memory from that NIB was playing the Mormon in the Mormon Tabernacle. Years later, at the 2009 convention in Phoenix, she would share memories of Sentelman with Colonel John R. Bourgeois. Janet was a member of the 1951, 1953, 1955, and 1957 NIBs, and was recalled for service in 1961 when Richard Franco Goldman requested a bass drummer who could play a passage with the technique he was requiring. Janet was for many years a living link to giants in the history of the fraternity and sorority, as she enjoyed sharing humorous and poignant stories in her imitable style. Following her term as national president, she was elected member of the Board of Trustees throughout every biennium except for two, until alongside founder Wava Baines Henry, she was named an honorary life member of the board in 1995. Her service on the board continued until her passing from this earth. Janet participated in 31 national conventions from 1951 to 2019, all but four meetings in that span of time. She missed the 1963 convention because she was in her first trimester carrying Tabitha Sigma's 28th national president, Dorothy Karen Miller Hammond. They remained the sorority's only mother-daughter national presidents. Janet served several times as convention parliamentarian and as a member of the panels or committees awarding the Grace and A. Frank Martin Chapter Leadership Award. Her dedication to national convention attendance inspired her to establish in 1963 the Janet West Miller Delegate Distance Award, which is given to the delegate who has traveled the greatest distance to national convention as the sole representative of their chapter. Sorority life, conventions, and summer meetings were a family affair around which all the Millers would plan their travel and summer vacations. Janet's husband, Duane, seemed to be almost as much a fixture at national convention as Janet, and Dorothy Karen and her son, Trey, attended conventions from the time they were babies. Janet met her future son-in-law, David, at the 1999 convention. Duane, Reese Henry, and James Hale were quite the trio, and Duane still enjoys hearing from and seeing his sorority and fraternity friends. In 1981, the third Wave of Baines Turner Award was conferred upon Janet for demonstrating outstanding and continued service to their sorority. She was bestowed this Distinguished Service Award by the National Council in 2013. In 2012, the Southwest District renamed its Chapter Award for Outstanding Service to Music Education in honor of Janet. Janet treasured the bonds of sisterhood and brotherhood as she lived by the ideals of Tau Beta Sigma and Kappa Kappa Psi. Janet's love, friendship, leadership, presence, and service are an enduring legacy to all sisters and brothers as her example echoes through generations of members. Janet was a faithful servant of her Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and throughout her life was a member of several churches including Harlandale Baptist Church, Trinity Baptist Church where she played in the orchestra and especially loved playing in Living Christmas Tree Productions, Northeast Baptist Church, and First Baptist Church of San Antonio. Janet is survived by her husband of 57 years, Dwayne A. Miller Jr., her daughter, Dorothy Karen Miller-Hammond, and her husband, David, 
her son Duane Trey A. Miller III and his wife Michelle, and her grandchildren James T. Miller, Nicole E. Miller, and Michael W. Miller. Janet was provided loving care by Selena Garcia for the last four years of her life and medical care of Dr. Manuel Martinez, Dr. Gab Gabriel Urea Botelero, and the staff of Gonzaba Medical Group. Janet has now joined that great sorority in the sky, making music in Heaven's Marching Band and flinging her green and gold afar to all of us from above. In lieu of flowers, memorial contributions can be made to the Tau Beta Sigma Trust Fund. Please remember to fill out the commemorative gift section of the form. Uh, Tau Beta Sigma National Headquarters, P.O. Box 849 in Stillwater, Oklahoma, 74076. Also, the Baylor University Golden Wave Band Scholarship Fund is also a recipient donations. Uh, their address is Office of University Advancement, One Bear Place, number 97026 in Waco, Texas, 76798-7026, or a charity of your choice. Visitation was held on Monday, May 4th from 10.30 a.m. to noon at the Mission Park Funeral Chapels and Cemeteries South at 1700 Southeast Military Drive in San Antonio, Texas. Chapel service immediately followed at the funeral home at noon, where it was live streamed. Internment will be at the Fort Sam Houston National Cemetery later that afternoon. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, a 10-person maximum was allowed in the chapel at that time. A memorial service celebrating her life will be announced later when friends and family may gather together. I would like our May episode to include guests who can speak of their experiences with Janet and how she has impacted their life. If interested, please contact me. Rest in peace, Janet. Your new initiate dues need to be sent in by Friday, May 15th. That's only two days away. Having trouble getting signatures electronically? Your National Vice President for Colonization and Membership can help please follow these steps. One, go on to the online membership and reporting system and begin the process of printing the signature page for your paperwork. Two, instead of selecting a printer, select the option to save as PDF. Three, email your newly saved PDF to Erica at ericapope at tbsigma.org. Four, once all signatures have been collected, you'll receive the finalized document. Also, please send Erica how many initiates she'll need to contact and their email addresses to streamline this process. Please let the council know if you have any questions. Please note that the remaining stripes for the 2019-2020 Focus on Five campaign are due June 1st. The white, blue, and green stripes are still attainable, so go for it. Visit our website at tbsigma slash focuson5 for the latest standings and stripe requirements. Another huge deadline coming up on June 1st is submitting the chapter summary report. The National Council encourages all chapters to complete this form together, as all are needed to provide accurate information. Please email the council at tbs at tbsigma.org with any technical concerns or questions. Now is the time to fill this out and to give to your DOB and sponsor to give them enough time to review and approve. One thing I almost forgot, if you did not see the notice, know that the updated chapter officer installation document has been extracted from our new ritual books and sent to your chapter Gmail addresses. Please use this to install your new officers. Many district councils are providing this resource to you, so please take advantage. 
any of the national leadership would also be happy to install your new chapter members or your new chapter officers. So you all you have to do is reach out. Please let me know if you have any questions. Without further ado, let's hear from Wendy, Lauren, and Micah. Hello, uh, joining me today is Wendy Stewart from the Southwest District. How are you, Wendy? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, could you please tell the listeners what chapter and school you're from? So I am from the Psy chapter at the University of Arkansas. Go Razorback Hogs. Yeah. Probably not all <laughs> the same thing. Like you call, it's different things at different times, right? I mean, it's pretty much Go Hogs, Wu Fig Suey, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> Being around. Razorbacks is like the long version. Okay. Yeah, I th yeah, that makes sense. Pigs too, I've heard that a lot. So that's fair too. Yeah. Being around Dolly O'Neill at any point. Do you know Dolly at all? Yes, I met her at my first national convention in oh, 2017. Cool. So. She loves Psy. She's, she's hardcore. Cool. Uh, what's your major? So I'm a double major. I'm a music education instrumental major. And I'm also a psychology major. And I've been working for the past year on a graduate certificate as well um, in teaching music to students with special needs. Keeping very busy, it sounds like. I'm guessing with that uh, psych major, that's kind of going to help implement your teaching, basically, just to be a better teacher. Is that the purpose of it, or just you're interested in that as well? Or A little bit. Um, I'm really interested in just the benefits of music to uh, students with special needs, but also to mental health um, and things like that. So it's kind of a like crossover of yeah. how can I use music in a classroom to help every individual student uh, right. and serve them better. Right, not just for music therapists. I think that music is a good tool for every kid in a school. What past leadership positions have you held within your band and your chapter? So within my chapter, I was historian my first year um, as a member, and that was a lot of fun. And then the next year, I was district chair. And so that's a chair position that we created to kind of get more involved with the district and keep up with the district. Um, okay. I also planned travel to area workshops and different district events we might have. And then um, this past year, I've served the Southwest District as VPS. Yeah, and you did an excellent job, but at least I know specifically the VPSP job. So congrats on a year well done. That's just new that that's done, right? Yes. Uh, Southwest District Virtual Convention was this past weekend. Installation of officers is this coming weekend at DC Alcoda. So um, I'm still kind of in, in, in between, but transitioning. Purgatory. Cleaned out your email address or account yet, the VPSP account, or is that a work yes. in progress? <laughs> yes. Uh, organizing, keeping some stuff that might be useful to see in the future. Um, and then getting rid of the stuff. Sometimes you get spam me stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember uh, counselors, we always say, or when I was counselor as well, we'd always say, okay, just clean out your email account before you go to convention, just have it. And no one does, cause you wanna still like, you still, you have enough other stuff to do at that point, so. Yeah, and then how big is the side chapter? Just curious. Well, we just had a membership class of 25. So that's pretty typical. We usually have, um, we give out about 30 bids and we usually have about 20 in a membership class. So it's not too abnormal for us to have 40 to 50 active members at a time. Okay. Typical so large-ish chapter. That's cool. Yes. Lots of stuff to do with that. Excellent. So I'm guessing, and I think I know your marching band is pretty large in size. You recruit mostly from marching band. You also, since you're a music ed major, you're in the um, concert ensembles and everything like that. Like what's your mix of members basically? 
Primarily, we recruit from the marching band. We have had a couple members that are just in concert ensembles, but for the most part, um, most of our membership comes from the marching band. We okay. recruit throughout the entire fall semester, and then we only do spring processes. Oh, and one, sorry, I'm kind of going off the script right now, but one thing, and we'll get back to that in a moment, but could you talk a little bit about, I know that you're in SAI as well. How do how does um, being a sister in both music service sororities, how does that affect each other? How, how is that experience? basically. For the University of Arkansas, it's pretty interesting. SAI chapter here is we're currently at eight active members. Okay. So it's vastly different uh, when it comes to membership. We just finished the process on that end for 11 people. So we're we're growing, we're getting stronger. But when I first started school, there was not a great relationship between the two organizations. And now I think five or six of us are in multiple of the music organizations now. And so it's really been able to strengthen that relationship and that bond between the two. Being such a small chapter, every one of us is an officer. So like this past year, I was put out of my comfort zone and I served as treasurer for my SAI chapter while being a district officer and doing all the other things I'm doing, which was fun and I learned a lot. No, I think that's cool to serve those different purposes. I think we're still... And it's just different on each college campus, the big four organizations just working together. Obviously, we have connection with Kappa Kappa Psi, but then we're also recruiting the same base along with Phi Mu Alpha and SAI. If There's a lot of schools with all four, so I think that's interesting, that dichotomy, that there's no need for competition. Like, you're all working together on stuff, so... Yeah, we do have a um, joint recruitment event after a marching rehearsal. It's an ice cream social. So all four organizations bring different toppings and different necessities for an ice cream social. And we have it after a marching rehearsal so that everyone can see that like these four organizations, while being different, work together, that there are options out there. It's not like you can only be in one. That's nice for the new members or freshmen even to see that pretty quickly right away is... The four organizations working together and that's I, I think that's how it should be so that makes sense yeah cool. do you have any leadership roles that you hold currently no I do not being a district officer takes a lot of time and with us being such a large chapter I wanted to make sure that everyone felt like they had a role to play mm-hmm. I didn't end up running for anything or applying for anything because I just felt you I wanted other people time. yeah yeah <laughs> get to be in the back of the room and just kind of help guide rather than boots on the ground as much like or the thought process I think that makes sense Absolutely. especially as you get older and uh, further along with your college career as you're getting into more intense stuff it sounds like you're super busy with all that stuff so and then uh, what instrument or instruments do you play and um, so my primary instrument is the oboe At this point in my college career, I do know how to play almost everything um, at a sufficient level, at least, to be able to teach it. But I started out, I did color guard all through high school uh, for marching band. And then two years into college, I felt like color guard wasn't where I belonged anymore. And through a lot of encouragement of brothers and sisters, I switched to the mellophone, which was a big switch, but it did give me some more brass experience, um, which is a very large weak point of mine. um, And I wouldn't have been able to do it without these organizations and the support of my sisters and brothers, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's jumping into the deep end, just picking up a horn sounds and stuff. But if you ever do any English horn stuff, it helps train your ear that way. So that makes sense being in that same key. Cool. Mellophone's a 
fun experience. All right, getting into TBS stuff, how did you first learn about TBS and what made you want to join? So I actually learned about TBS in high school. Um, I went to high school in the same town that I go to college in now. Okay. And I was really close with the person that ended up being my big. Her name is Mari and she had come. We do a tradition through our process of we have these paddles that we can get signatures of members that current members, alumni members, just kind of like to get to know people that have been in the organization past, present. And it's a really cool tradition. And I was just hanging out at my band hall one day and she comes in and she's a freshman in college. And I'm like, what you doing here? And she was there to get one of our band director's signatures because he's an honorary member of the Psy chapter. And she's telling me all about this. And I'm just like going over my head. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? I don't think I'm going to do this. I like didn't hardly went to a recruitment event, but then I received a bid and I was like, I've obviously like made an impact even though I wasn't super showing interest right but I was like I'm honored and I was I want to see where this goes and I'm so thankful I did yeah that's really cool you kind of just trusted your gut on there it sounds like and it made sense I would imagine I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed just learning about the organization especially high school that would be I don't know. From my experience, I remember like I only knew that there is social sororities or fraternities. I didn't know there's ones that like served a specific purpose and banned at that is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And I still at that point, like when she was telling me about all this, I was like, is this a social thing? And she didn't really specify. (laughs) And to me, like from the outside, I was like, it still sounds really social. That just sounds like not something for me. And the only event that I'd gone to was the ice cream social, where I learned about all four organizations. And I just didn't have a lot of interest at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. But then like knowing her and knowing some other members, I was like, I am interested. And it worked out for everyone's benefit. Excellent. Yes. Just go back and, but I don't think you'd change anything either if you were gung-ho into it and went into stuff full force and might not have been the same experience besides just like dipping your toe in and figuring it out. But yeah. What is, we're getting into the heavy stuff. uh, What is your favorite eight and five and why? So my favorite of the eight is the eighth because it's fortitude and courage to see an ideal, seize upon it and follow it wherever it may lead you in Tavi to Sigma. And that means a lot to me because, you know, starting college in the same town that I grew up in, I already had a lot of friends going to college. When I went to pursue TBS, a lot of my friends kind of turned their backs on me that I had had for a long time because they didn't think of me as someone that would join a sorority word for word right you know and so losing those people and starting to connect with tbs was when i really started to like have that those opportunities to see where i could go in this organization Mm -hmm. and it's kind of continued through that like should i run for local position i did run for local position i served as historian should i run for a district office i did and i received the district office thankfully and you know, I'm humbled and honored to have served the district the past year. It's something I never thought that I would do coming in as a freshman. And now I've done it and I'm like, I want to do it again, but life's taking me other places. Right. Well, and there's more opportunities when you graduate. I don't think you're done yet. And what it sounds like, you know that you're not done yet. So I know that I'm not done. I've already made everything I can to try to stay connected. Um, I'm not graduating this year, but I am going uh, alumni, taking okay. that status, knowing that I can, after four years of college, do that so that I can mm-hmm. take a step back and make sure that I'm really focused on my 
internships and everything right. coming up this year. So, right. I think that's a good plan for you is putting focus on the next thing. And then this will still be here for you. So you can yeah. still go to convention next year and stuff too. So excellent answer. There's not a right or wrong answer for that, but that was an excellent answer. Uh, what other hobbies do you have that you'd like to share with the listeners? A lot of my hobbies include band <laughs> because yeah. that's kind of what life is, especially as a music major. But when I was in high school, I got into photography Okay. and um, my younger sister and I, she's three years younger than me. So she's a would be like freshman age in college. We actually kind of run like a hobbyist business of photography. So I've taken several friends and uh, close family members, senior pictures, engagement photos. I've done a couple weddings, but it's never been like for profit. Usually they pay me for like the gas and Mm -hmm. food maybe. So it's never been like something I would pursue as a career because I feel like it wouldn't be as fun no yeah but I love I love capturing those like candid moments that you weren't expecting it just makes my heart so happy to see those could see that uh, empathetic or caring person that you could kind of enjoy seeing uh, people's emotions on their faces and capturing that for sure that'd be cool we're getting near the end already Uh, is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know Take every opportunity that's given to you. One thing that I went into college with was my mom regretted. She had always told me she regretted because she was a semester away from being a teacher. Um, She graduated early with just a history degree instead of a teaching degree. And so she's always told me is take every opportunity, even if it, you know, means taking out a small bit of your student loan or something. If you get to go on that study abroad, do it. If you're joining an organization that is meaningful and impactful and is going to make connections like an organization like this, do it. Take every opportunity that's presented to you. If that's, you know, getting to serve your chapter in a chair position, getting to serve your chapter just like as a chapter member, it's so important for you and for just the betterment of the organization. So mic drop. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Wendy, for joining us. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Hello. Uh, Joining me today is Lauren Allen from the Southwest District. How are you, Lauren? I'm really good today. (laughs) Excellent. Good to hear. Well, you can share with the listeners what you were just talking to me about before we were recording. I'm sure that'll make everyone's hearts melt a little bit. Yeah, I adopted two um, six-week-old kittens this morning, and I've just been playing with them all day. (laughs) That's awesome. They are cute. I will let everybody know. So got to see them already. Excellent. Well, that's a great day for you. And uh, thank you for coming on and taking time from cuddling with them for a second. Could you please state what chapter in school you're from? Yeah, I'm uh, from the Beta chapter at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Excellent. And that would be Reckham Tech, right? That's your guys' slogan. Mm-hmm. And then you're the Red Raiders, right? I always try to remember mascots. And then uh, what is your major? I'm a music education major with a minor in psychology. Awesome. That's more common than I thought. A lot of education people in college right now, I've noticed, have some psychology things in there. And I think that makes sense. Like, do you have, is that for the purpose of being a teacher, just kind of trying to understand the kids better or do something different with that psych minor? What do you feel? I have always, like, uh, before I decided I wanted to be a music education major, I really wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to go to Duke, actually, and study psychology. 
And so I've always just like been interested in it. And then I needed more hours. I can't just take like 10 hours a semester. So that's fair. (laughs) That's a good thing to have. I'm sure. I think that's beneficial. And you'll find when you become a teacher that that psych degree will come in handy as well as Beta Sigma uh, degrees that we get like in public speaking and organization and everything like that. So uh, what year are you? What's your year schedule right now? Or what's your plans for the next year or two? Um, I'm a sophomore. So I have four more semesters on campus and then one student teaching semester left. Cool. Would you like to teach middle school band beginning high school? What's your plan with that? Um, I really want to teach high school and eventually college. I want to be an uh, an athletic band director. Okay, cool. Awesome. And then uh, going into your band stuff and chapter and beta things, uh, what past leadership positions have you held within your band and chapter? I was my candidate class president. Yeah, that was fun. And then I'm currently the beta chapter secretary and we're having officer elections tonight. So okay. I'm running for the assistant vice president of membership. Oh, position. cool. Cool. So were you candidate when we were switching over to Overture? Did you do something different than Overture or? I did not use Overture. Okay. I didn't even know it existed. And then our VPMs were like, okay, cool. We're going to switch to Overture this year. It's going to be way more fun. And this is a thing now. Congrats. Yeah. So have you gotten to take a look at Overture and see, and especially since it's fairly fresh for you, just seeing the difference and stuff? What do you think? I really like it. And my littles like really enjoyed it. They weren't stressed about candidacy at all. And um, I remember when I was a candidate, we had tests and like assessments and that was awful. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cramming and stuff for sure. And I think we get thoughts in our head that of memories of that was supposedly a good time and then you think about it more you're like no that was pretty stressful and I don't know why that had to be so stressful so (laughs) good well I hope that whatever you want within your candidate C for assistant membership I hope it works out but good luck no matter what tonight it sounds like fun time so Uh, and then what instrument or instruments do you play? So I play clarinet, but for the past two years, I've marched color guard in okay. the going band. And then uh, I play piano. That was my very first instrument. And I'm learning flute right now. So. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yep. And you'll get more instruments under your belt as you move along too. Yep. <laughs> Is this your first time doing color guard? Did you do color guard in high school or not? I did everything in high school, like freshman year, I marched clarinet, and then sophomore year, I marched guard, and then junior and senior year, I was in front ensemble. So you kind of have a good realm, especially that sounds like it makes sense that you want to do high school band someday because you have all that experience. Like you don't even have to hire your own color guard helper. So that's helpful. Sounds like you're well on your way. Uh, Going into TBS stuff, um, how did you first learn about TBS and what made you want to join? So it's actually kind of a funny story. My band director in high school went into tech and she was like, don't join TBS. It's a waste of time. And I was like, okay, cool. And then then at our summer band camp called uh, Tech's Tech Band and Orchestra Camp, Mm -hmm. I had gone for years. And then the summer before my freshman year of college we had like a cupcake social for all the incoming music major freshmen or like going band freshmen and 
my KSI big actually approached me and he was like, are you going to rush TBS? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you should rush TBS. I was like, eh. And he was like, no, rush TBS. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of knew that you fit or it would make sense for you. Yeah. So awesome. and then he's my big and also my roommate. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, that works out. Yeah, this mm-hmm. whole bond kind of goes pretty far, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. As you were probably like going through your education, you got to understand how big of a deal beta was being where you are. Like what kind of influence has that had as you done, have you done more district and national things so far as well? For me, I was like, holy crap. Like I didn't know that this was a thing. You wouldn't if you're there, I would imagine. It's crazy. I was like, okay, like, cool, we're the beta chapter. I don't really know what that means. And I went through candidacy and I was like, it started here? Like, <laughs> what? And so for me, I huge deal for some people, but for me, like, being part of the founding chapter is really cool because, like, yeah. it grew out of Texas Tech and I see, like, all these different chapters and it's just like, Oh my gosh, like that started here. Such a history right there. It's got to be amazing, especially as you get further into this organization. That's really cool. So I know there's the shrine somewhere. Do you see the shrine quite, quite regularly or is it out of your way or where is it compared to? It's right in front of the school of music. Like there's oh. like a bike rack kind of right. It's like chained off and it's like in a little cut out in the school of music in front of okay. it and there's like a bike rack where my friends like all park their bikes so nice I see it all the time <laughs> just normalcy basically that's really cool how special it was <laughs> oh that's fair i think it's been announced and i'll check with adrian if it hasn't but i'm gonna say now that for the 75th anniversary the southwest district convention will be in lubbock at tech next year so i hope everyone will get a chance myself included to see the shrine i've never been there i've always wanted to seen lots of pictures so that'll be yeah that's just got to be a cool experience and intense once it you start to get it and understand that's really cool cool yeah i feel like i have like a responsibility to like absolutely like make beta visible at everything Mm -hmm. but also like learn as much as I can about the organization because like we're where it started you know like right (laughs) it's it's a different set of responsibilities I'm sure but you're holding it well and you guys are doing a great job so it was nice to see you so visible at district convention and everything like that so (laughs) good yeah it was kind of a new experience this virtual one but it was pretty neat did you get a chance to go to south or was it swasu whatever it's called last year for that district convention I didn't go to district last year. I don't remember why, but I was... Probably music things. That's a thing. Cool. Well, I hope... Well, you got your first experience virtually, and we'll see. Hopefully soon we'll get in-person stuff soon again. Cool. Uh, What is your favorite eight and five and why? Um, Okay, I actually have them in my candidate binder, like, right here. Oh, nice. You're prepared. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... I know I have a favorite, but I just couldn't remember which ones they were. So my favorite five is actually number five. It's the cultivation and maintenance of your emotional poise under all conditions. Just that one, when I was going through candidacy and everybody was so stressed, we just, we were like, okay, we're all going to leave our problems at the door. Like we're here for TBS. We're not here to complain, you know? Um, And also last semester and the semester before it was just really stressful. So 
um, but I try not to let people see that as much. I try not to see show like, or know it. Yeah. yeah, that poise is important. It's mm-hmm. not the same thing as just like concealing your feelings or swallowing it, but just having times to deal with those issues when it's time to not all the time. I think that's fair. Yeah. I remember sophomore year and it's different at every music school, but sophomore year is kind of a killer one with music history and oral training and all that stuff is pretty intense. Yep. And then my favorite eight is the one that kind of goes with it. It's number four. It's um, a cheerfulness at all times and under all circumstances, even in the face of great trial for similar reasons. (laughs) Explanatory. Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) It's a good reminder sometimes, especially as you go through all sorts of different stresses and new stresses right now. So I hope those cats will help you that with that as well. That'll be fun. Emotional thing to do. That's a emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. They're, cool. they're like curled up together. They're sleeping. Oh my gosh. Have you taken like a million pictures yet? <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> you had to stop to be interviewed for a podcast and then we're going back to that. That's more than fair. Do you have a... Any other hobbies or anything you'd like to share? I watercolor and paint. It's really fun um, and not my instrument. So <laughs> yeah, that's, and I, uh, I don't know if anybody who's going to listen plays a uh, switch, but I have Animal Crossing and I've yes. been playing Animal Crossing forever. <laughs> it's a cult thing right now. That new one came out. I know quite a few people in TBS who do, so we'll have to hook you up with them. And I'm in the Facebook group. <laughs> okay. Is there a TBS one for Animal Crossing? Okay. It's TBS in case I... Nice. We all got to find ways to cope. So that's more than fair. That came out at a great time, didn't it? Sounds like excellent hobbies. Cool. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're pretty much an open book. Yeah. (laughs) You're pretty new or you're pretty young in this organization and look forward to listening to this later in a couple years and see where you've come from there. I can see some good things for you in the future. So it'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Lauren, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Thanks for having me. Hello, uh, joining me today is Micah Williams from the Southeast District. How are you, Micah? I'm doing good. Good to hear. Could you please tell us uh, what chapter in school you're from? Yes, I'm from the Ada Lambda chapter at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Okay, cool. Yeah, and we were just there last year. Were you helping in um, Southeast District Convention in 2019? Yes, I was. I was just initiated that fall, and so it was really fun. Cool. Yeah, to have my first like, SED so soon. Well, you didn't have to travel at, um, anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> especially in Birmingham. That was, it was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That was one I got to go to. That was really cool. Cool. Oh, I even forgot to check, but tell me what mascot is UAB? Yeah, UAB Blazers. Blazers, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's one of the cooler ones I've heard, I think. Yeah, we got Blaze the Dragon. Or okay. like somewhere right here, so... Dude, that's even cooler. That's awesome. And then, uh, Michael, what is your major? All right. So I major in English and philosophy with a minor in African-American studies. Okay, excellent. So let's go kind of going into that. I wanted to have you on today because I saw on social media that uh, you were recognized recently for something within your major and something you did. Would you talk about that real quick, please? Uh, so my the award that I won uh, for the Department of English at UAB uh, was something called the Peggy Jolly Award, which is basically an award given 
to uh, kind of like a freshman freshman composition uh, essay. Yeah, uh, my director, not my director, but my professor, uh, Professor Camp, who I took English 102 with, was like, I really like this essay about this America that you wrote. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, like pretty cool. It's okay if I send this to this award, which at the time, like, it's not really one like um, the ones that's on our Blazer like scholarship. Okay. Uh, thing that we can see is something that like, yeah, it's something that like only like the professor sees. So it's kind of like a competition that I didn't like know about until I like got more into it. And he was like, yeah, let me just send this in. Didn't think about it for the last couple of months. And then um, got the thing that said that like I like won the top award for it. Okay. So I was like, whoa, that, that was cool. That's a big deal. Cool. So you wrote the paper, not doing it specifically for this award, but it ended up that it was one that was submitted by your professor. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think like the way that they do it is that it's basically like um, I was an honors English 102. And so they take from every class that they have a freshman composition course. Okay. And they take like some of the best like papers that like the professor like finds fit and then they send it off to kind of like compete um, with one yeah. another in that sense. And so, yeah, it, it was nice. Yeah, it sounds daunting at the same time. Like when your professor told you, you're like, okay, cool. There's no, I'm seeing and kind of guessing you're humble. You're like, oh, okay, it won't go anywhere from there. And next thing you know, you got, uh, would you talk about what was the title of your paper and what was it about? Uh, so the title of my paper was This Was America, How um, Rhetorical Velocity and Recomposition Can Turn Movements into Memes. Okay. Um, basically, just like to talk a little bit, just like rhetorical velocity. It's um, Jim Rodolfo and Daniel Nicole DeVos describe it as kind of a conscious rhetorical concern for distance, travel, speed, and time. So if you know anything about just physics, velocity, speed, and distance, even like our social media, YouTube um, videos, which I did mine on like the This is American music video. I was going to say, kind of, I was like, that's got to be some Childish Gambino in there, is it? Yes. I was really hoping it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, just like everything kind of has like its own direction and speed that it, like moves along with that even with where it heads and just like who I guess like recomposes it or sends it um off to like different things or just kind of like uses it for a different purpose it can really change its meaning very quickly especially in like the realm of the digital age and so like this is America I saw when I first saw it, I was just like oh wow that's kind of shocking like it had kind of like a little bit of a slight dark humor value knowing like how childish Cambino is mm -hmm. uh, like, with his music and just like his personality but it had a lot of like really um deep topics especially like for the black community shootings and some just like police shootings and uh the church shooting um mm -hmm. that happened I think a couple years before like that music video came out as mm -hmm. well as just like violence and chaos going on um even though sometimes like social media kind of just doesn't really um take that like necessarily to account all the way and so with that, they knew uh, when they were making the music video that it was going to be something that it was going to be like memorable, definitely. Yeah. I still like remember um, the impact it had. And so within my essay, I say like everything that is, you're trying to make like memorable in terms of like a music video and stuff like that can also be periodable. And so- yeah. um, It just depends on the time frame almost. Like mm -hmm. you'll never know what it portrays 10 years from now based yeah. on that method. 
That makes sense. As a part of like a project, our goal was to see how like rhetorical velocity was able to kind of like change something, um, either mm -hmm. serious or just like anything and just kind of like take our, our social media and different platforms to see where it will eventually head. And so mm -hmm. I used like the realm of YouTube and like people's parodies of This Is America and like people's um, interpretations of it to see how it went for something that was like kind of like uh, with all these like major like issues, social issues uh, for like America and how it truly was for the black community and how it slowly mm -hmm. moved from being like the black communities and like other like nations across the world, like Nigeria or Jamaica like right. what they were going through to how it tried there was a person named nicole arbor who like tried to do like a feminist edit of okay. it which like had really good purpose but um there were some things within the music video that didn't like go as well it as like translate. she was and then like it ended up getting transformed into something else and then before you know it within like the next three to four months or so this is a this is america became like a meme like okay. um especially like on instagram facebook which like there were a couple of them that were kind of funny, but it gets to a point where something that was like so serious and so impactful in a way can get changed into something that people just kind of like make fun right. of and not really think about like the true repercussions right. of it. Or with um, Donald Glover, Charles Gambino wanted and like what his team wanted. Right. And so that essay um, goes into detail about like what exactly changed. Throughout, I even mm -hmm. had like pictures within the essay, which is something that, I don't know, it was um, just something cool. He was kind of like, take it wherever you need to in order to get your um, idea across. So I was able to put pictures throughout the essay just to kind of like give a comparison of like certain scenes within like each of the music videos I was trying to compare and contrast or to show mm -hmm. how it changed like over time what like made it like good in some aspects that it was like changed for the purpose of the particular like creator trying to repurpose this America um, mm -hmm. another purpose or how it kind of like changed it for worse or just changed mm -hmm. it in a different way that it was okay but it took away from like the original meaning of this scenario. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think when people were parodying that, I remember seeing a couple of things and there's a couple of things. So I was like, okay, well, that's just blatantly racist. Like how did someone mm -hmm. think that that was just a joke, but then trying to make it a different cause in some way was interesting. So do you feel, and I, I feel like maybe that's what you're saying with the rhetorical velocity, but with the how the internet kind of changes how we receive information, do you feel like as we progress with more technology, we will, sorry, this is a super long question, that we'll move faster within like just understanding and moving through, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just receiving information, like, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Even from like the time that this is posted, it was already like really deep in just kind of like our digital age of like things like published and like soon enough, there'll be thousands and thousands, probably like millions of shares just within like a right. week or so with it. And I feel like that's the same thing. Um, you can see that like, especially like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the social platforms that can really kind of have the most chance for your wording to be seem like off to people or... Right. and kind of like be manipulated into a way that you didn't like attend yeah i've seen that a lot and so um with rhetorical velocity that's just kind of important not only just of like looking at the original content and like what was actually said but just like mm -hmm. looking at who decides to like repost and like retweet and just all that stuff because i think that was like the biggest thing there it's okay to take something that's original obviously and then try to do what you will with it and, or to try to like make i guess the world a better place if that's like a broad term or try to do something right. that's going to like be helpful but i've seen a lot of times especially with like this america and it's later have that it was just like these memes being posted 
that were like, as you said, either blatantly racist or they didn't like really have a good meaning to it, even right. though that there were like scenes, church um, goers, um, for instance, getting like shot in the music video or especially that like that like iconic kind of like notorious scene like at the beginning of the music video where he just takes the gun and just shoots the person who has yeah. like, yeah, the hood. Which that's like that's the mo- that's the one that's um been the most like parody that I've seen. That's kind of like, ooh, that's still like kind of serious. You don't like, get it. like, yeah, this wasn't just meant to be a fun video. If you if people couldn't see the parallels with, I think Donald Glover and uh, the producers of the video really did a good job in par- like providing parallels. You would mm-hmm. see with even the tone of the song and everything like that in the scene, you would just go completely opposite of the happy from it, like with those yeah. scenes and stuff. And yeah, I think it's kind of frustrating that people doing parodies and stuff or just it went over people's heads. I think that's a really interesting topic to write on. That sounds like that was quite a dive you did to check the historical references of that and figure that out. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, cool. So going off of that paper and knowing uh, being an English major, kind of sounds like you've got some philosophy in there, yes or no? Yeah. Which kind of in just general, well, you've got African-American studies and stuff like that. Uh, So what are Mm -hmm. your future career goals alongside of those things? So right now I'm planning to get a PhD in English literature and like teach somewhere and just like do um, more research on either topics like these. I will be doing research over the summer or like this summer to try to like figure out more of like what my focus is in terms of African-American mm-hmm. lit, but that's kind of like my main focus right now. Okay. And so, yeah, but I'm off to like PhD land, which awesome. is going to be like another, yeah, it's going to be like a nerd, what, six years? <laughs> but hearing how Ooh. passionate you are about the stuff and how much time you've spent with it already, just learning and mm-hmm. doing stuff like this, I think that's a excellent path and just that yeah just hearing that passion i think is the most important someone could be as smart in this stuff or knowledgeable as they want but if they don't actually enjoy doing it and feel like it has a good purpose it just seems like it doesn't make much sense but yeah cool well six years down the road and i look forward to watching your journey as that's those good things happen as you do more of these things you definitely have the work ethic towards it. So going along into that, so you have, you've been doing these writings, things like that. So you're also in band, you're also in TBS. Mm-hmm. How has Tau Beta Sigma shaped your college life alongside of this? Ooh, it has shaped it um, so much. I even remember just like from the very like beginning when I first started like college marching band, the people who like accepted me most in terms of like friendship and just like, giving me the opportunity to even just have more like courage with myself to go out and like write about these things and just go out for our opportunities on campus have been Sisters mm-hmm. of TBS. And so um, it's really shaped me and just like the friends that I have and just like um, the service opportunities that I'm able to experience. It's just... It's it's impacted me, I think, in like every step, even in my academic career. And it's nice that I have um sisters who are also like in the English um department as well, who is like wherever I need like help or something like that, or it's like, how is this teacher like uh, what are they like right. looking for and stuff? They're also excellent. In- like they're on their way to be English teachers. And so like they're excellent students as well. So it's nice to just have like that camaraderie and being able to like not only know them as just like another um, student or another like person in the department, but another sister that like, that we like carry by each other and we like do service together and hang out. So. Yeah. yeah. 
that's cool to have that double bond in a way that you can mm -hmm. see them outside of the English department and have that shared love for music as well and then help each yeah. other out that way. I think that's cool. I think I love Tau Beta Sigma for the fact that it's so many different people doing so many different mm -hmm. things and it's kind of cool like just to be around different people doing different things and it's not very profound sounding but you know what i mean with that like you're yeah around music majors english majors full pre-med mm -hmm. just everything like yeah because even like with not with being in english i've learned a lot from like other people who are like from different majors too because i'm the type mm -hmm. of person i love school i love academia i love mm -hmm. like philosophy and just learning and stuff yeah. Um, so like being in the bond has really like helped me to open up more to just like different types of people. And so yeah. even within like, I guess like sometimes college can get into a place where it's kind of like you end up narrowing down to just like one right. like specific part. Mm -hmm. Like academia it just helps to like be in band to like be in sisterhood where not only you're like contributing to the band and to the community as well, yeah. but you're also able to like have people kind of like contribute into you in a way of like keeping you open-minded and like broad. well-rounded in a way, yeah. Yeah, well-rounded. Yeah, I think you can throw down and have a philosophy discussion anywhere with anyone. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people with different backgrounds and different thought processes and different educations even and expertises mm -hmm. to help shape yourself. I think that's important. and band and TBS would definitely do that. I'm sure. Cool. Do you have any other hobbies you'd like to share? It sounds like you keep busy, but you might have some other things. <laughs> um, let's see. Or then just kind of like reading and like writing. I like, I like to write poetry and creative writing I, because of just school and stuff. Sometimes I get caught up in like essays and stuff, which mm, I, I enjoy like writing essays too. I know some people be like, what? You like to write essays? Ew. But I'm just like. Creativity. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I like to um, get into like that creative writing aspect too. It just gives me something to kind of like express myself, especially like when life gets like um, stressful and just things like that. Like the way that my essay has been up, like doing a YouTube video, I love watching YouTube. I think it's like a good place to um, not only just like, for me, I use it to listen to music a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, I do have like Apple Music, but it used to be a time that I didn't. And so like Spotify, like I was like, ah, I don't want to buy that and to go through all the ads, even though YouTube has ads. But I was like, uh, let me have like a visual of my music or something to listen yeah, to. Good resource. And it feels like you learn from everything you do. So YouTube, you mm -hmm. can check out different stuff that way. Yeah, there's a lot of like YouTube um, creators that I watch from like philosophy videos, video essays to watching video games or sometimes like oh. just doing things where it's like, wow, I'm like a broke college student. I don't really have the money to like buy my own video games. I'm like, I'm just going to like vicariously live through you who's like a great <laughs> player. <laughs> that's relaxing at some points too, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that stuff gets expensive, but yeah. Yeah, so it sounds... Like whatever you do, you find a way to better yourself, which is cool, which is important for life in a way. Not meaning to be, I guess you just put me in a philosophical mood, Micah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so even watching YouTube, yeah, but anyway, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? Mm, I think we hit a lot of stuff. That was really interesting. Yeah. I didn't, like, I remember I looked at your paper title and I had no idea what it meant. And I was like, cool, I look forward to talking with you and seeing and knowing it now that it was, uh, this is America. That's one of my favorite videos. I've 
think I've watched mm-hmm. that 10 times in a row, multiple times, just because there's so many different nuances with it and mm-hmm. different things I catch each time. And it just, it's just good. Like he's one of my favorite artists too. Like he's definitely a, his own philosopher in a way, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I was um, about to say that, like, so I know he has like a TV show called Atlanta that I heard is. Really oh yeah. Good. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. He was on. So that's something that, too, that's like watch. Yeah, the Atlanta. It's more him when he was in Community. He was just kind of playing a big goofy guy, but then Atlanta mm-hmm. is more himself in a way. But yeah, he's awesome. Speaking of YouTube, in that way, have you started your own YouTube channel for philosophy or anything? Is that? <laughs> I like. There's been points where I've been thinking about. It. I think I would because of just the way that I am. I would probably like better off like starting a blog, um, which I've tried mm-hmm. to do like in high school before. But now that like I've been learning so much, there have been times where it's like even with f- philosophical discussions, it'll get to a point where it's like, okay, like um, Michael, like you've already talked about this five different times, and so I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me like find another like avenue then. Yeah, and so I've been talking with like a couple of friends of like trying to do like a blog or maybe like even a podcast. Um, I think a YouTube channel is out there, but who knows? Maybe like I'll get the who knows um, passion to like jump into it like one day. Cause I would I would watch especially philosophical stuff or even podcasts are really easy clearly to create and do. But yeah, just do whatever you enjoy doing and whatever you think that would benefit the most amount of people I think would be cool but mm-hmm. you're a very careful person too it sounds like so you wouldn't want to just jump in with both feet you want to research and do all that stuff but yeah cool yeah all right well if you would like Micah to start his own podcast please let him know <laughs> find him or let me know and I'll pass along the message but yeah thank you very much for coming on Micah it's a really good discussion I appreciate having you on Thank you. I'm happy to be on. Thank you for like allowing me to be on your podcast. Yeah, for sure. If you have any questions, concerns, feedback, or have suggestions for future episodes, please check out the For Greater Knowledge Facebook page. On that page is a Google form to submit your feedback. You may also contact me directly. You may email me at lesler at tbsigma.org. That is L-E-S-L-E-R. You are also free to find me on Facebook. I am also in charge of our national social media, so you may contact me through our national Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram pages as I check each of those daily. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you learned something, and remember to go forth with much love in the bond.